Good morning, or afternoon, or whenever it is to all of you listeners and lovers of cartoons. We all know that Saturday morning is the best time to watch cartoons, but it's not the only time. So no matter where you are or what day it is, welcome to Kelby's Cartoon Corner, the show where we discuss all the best cartoons, from 90s Nicktoons to current animation. And by we, I mean me, Kelby, alone in my living room while my roommate is either out of the house or asleep, because she's not into cartoons the same way that I am. Welcome to episode one! This week we're discussing Regular Show, an animated series that was on Cartoon Network from 2009 until 2017. Regular Show follows the not-so-regular lives of two best friends, Mordecai and Rigby, who work as groundskeepers at the local park. They love video games, they're kinda lazy, and this is their first real job. They live on the grounds of the park in a house, because room and board are free for anybody who works at the park. There aren't... (laughs) a lot of plot elements in this show until the last few seasons, and each plot is pretty contained within individual episodes, but that just makes all the ridiculous stuff that happens at the park a lot more crazy and fun. It's been a while since this show has aired. At the time of recording this, it's all still available on Hulu, and I encourage you to go watch it, because it's I think it's a really fun show, obviously, or I wouldn't be talking about it. Uh, there isn't a lot to spoil, since there isn't really a lot of plot until the very end of the show, but I will probably be touching on a little bit of the end, so just, you know, FYI, before we really get too far into this. So if it is Saturday when you're listening to this, I hope you have some comfy pants and a snack or four. I mean, regardless of what day it is, I hope you have comfy pants and snacks, but, you know, especially if it's Saturday. But whatever day it is, I hope you're ready to hear about this week's show, Regular Show. Also, be sure to check out the description of this podcast where I'll leave links to any uh, YouTube videos or recipes or anything of that nature. Probably not for this episode, though. Like, I say that, and then I'm like, oh, just kidding. Um, The only thing that I would really leave links for for this uh, podcast specifically would be some Binging with Babish episodes on YouTube. He makes uh, food from TV and movies, and it always looks super good, like just as good as it does in the show, but a regular show is something that he does pretty regularly. (laughs) Ha, that's fun. But uh, that would be the only thing that I would link for this podcast, and there's just too many of the Binging with Babish episodes for me to link and for it to, like, make sense and not take up half the description of this podcast. So if you're, if food is something that you're into, or cartoons, or anything of that nature, uh, go over to YouTube and follow Binging with Babish, and I promise you won't regret it. He's, he does such a good job with cooking. I'm a foodie anyway, but, you know, especially cartoon food. Alright, so all of that out of the way, let's talk about regular show. So like I said in the intro, Regular Show follows the not-so-regular lives of Mordecai and Rigby. At the beginning of the show, they're 23 years old, and this is their first real job. Mordecai went to art school for like a semester or something, but he didn't finish, and Rigby never graduated from high school. But they've been friends forever, Uh, they love playing video games, and that really gets them into trouble sometimes. Because they like to skip work to play video games, or stay up super late, and then they miss their alarm the next morning. But uh, it's, you know, it's a fun show. Uh, now is probably a good time as any to just say that the characters in this show do not match or really make sense existing in the same world together. It's not the Amazing World of Gumball level crazy. Like, they all are animated in the same style. They don't look like they were pulled from different projects and, like, mashed together in the same world. But they for sure don't make sense together. So I'm going to go through the main seven characters real quick just to kind of give you an idea and kind of introduce you to them. Uh... So Mordecai is a blue jay, and Rigby is a raccoon. And those two kind of make sense because they're both animals, but that's that's really where the, like, cohesion stops. 
so the guys are groundskeepers, and they work at the park. Like, that's the name of the park that they work at. It's called The Park. Uh, there's a park, there's like a neighboring park down the street, and it's called East Pines, and they get into like a prank war with them at one point, but like, you know, our park is just called The Park. It's got a really boring name, and it's meant to make you think that everything that happens there is really boring, but it's not. It's it's a fun place to be. So I mentioned in the intro that they live uh, in a house on the grounds, and inside the house living with them is an older guy named Pops. Uh, he He's pink, and he has the biggest head of anyone that I think I've ever seen outside of an anime. Okay, do you guys, do you remember the Snickers commercial from, like, 2010? It was, like, a Halloween-themed Snickers commercial, and this guy came out, and he was the horseless headsman, and he was confused. First of all, I forget that that commercial exists for, like, years at a time, and then I suddenly remember that it exists again, and I have to watch it. I it's so funny to me. He just has a huge head. But that's what Pops reminds me of, is the 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 horseless headsman. He's just a huge head on an itty-bitty body. There's an episode of Regular Show where Pops tries to... He's trying to learn how to surf, and he can't jump up on his board fast enough before the wave comes and takes him over. And he ends up hurting himself. He knocks himself out or something, and they take him to the doctor, and the doctor holds up a lollipop, like a you know, the big lollipop on the little itty-bitty stick, and the doctor says, this is your body, and then he snaps the stick off, and he says, this is your body on surfing, because your spine can't support your head, especially when you're trying to jump up that fast. But anyway, Pops is, like, a super jolly guy. Uh, he's pink, and I don't know if that's supposed to be, like, hinting at where he came from or something. I don't know. Uh, but his catchphrase is jolly good show, and he just, he makes you feel good. He's so pure and innocent. I love him so much. Um, his money is lollipops, and again, I'm not sure if that's because of, like, if that's, his name is Pops, and I don't know if that's supposed to be, like, a lollipop, I don't really know, or if he is just so, like, innocent that he really thinks lollipops are money. But either way, I, I love Pops. He's one of my favorites. I, he's so pure. Also living at the park is Skips, the handyman. Skips is... A Yeti, I think. They don't really ever say what Skips is, but he's, like, big and burly, and he's kind of drawn like a Yeti, so that's what I've always assumed him to be. Um, but he is immortal, and his name is Skips. Actually, his name isn't really Skips, but I'll get into that in a little bit. He lives at the park, but not in the house where the other guys live. He lives uh, by himself, and he lives in, like, a little, what I assume used to be, like, a storage shed or something. But he sleeps on a cot, and his house is kind of sad, but, like, you know, he, he lives by himself. He's been through the ringer a couple of times. Like, he's immortal, so he doesn't need much. He's a simple guy. Also, he's voiced by Mark Hamill, which is something that I probably should have picked up on a little bit earlier, considering how many times I've seen this show. But it is... Also, he's, like, very clearly in the end credits. Like, his name is right there, Mark Hamill. And I have looked at that several times and just been like, oh, like, that doesn't mean anything to me. But I learned that recently while uh, doing research for this podcast. So if you're a Star Wars fan, or just in general a Mark Hamill fan, and trying to find some things that he's in, uh, he's voice acted in regular show. So, you know, that's fun. That's a little bit of trivia for you. Muscle Man is the last of the main cast that we know for sure lives at the park, and I'm really not sure what Muscle Man is supposed to be. I think he's supposed to be a person, but, like, he's green, and he's a foot shorter than Mordecai, who's a bird, and, like, I know that they're not drawn to scale because it's a cartoon, but, like, 
I don't know. He's and it's also implied that Muscle Man is like kind of gross. Like he lives in a trailer, and it's the trailer is really gross. Like there's an episode where Muscle Man's trailer gets condemned, and they say it's not fit for anyone to be living in. So I mean, again, I assume that he's a person, but not really sure. But his name isn't actually Muscle Man. Uh, His real name is Mitch Sorenstein, and I. Again, it's like a super stereotypical Jewish name, and he does celebrate Hanukkah because they're, he, they, um, the Sorensteins have a tradition where you, I think, is it you ski with no pants? Is that what it is? There's like a Christmas episode where Muscle Man goes skiing, and he's wearing a, like a sweater with a dreidel on it, and I'm pretty sure he's skiing with no pants, but I do not remember that for sure. But I do know that he's Jewish, so just, you know, throwing that out there. Um... So his real name isn't Muscle Man, it's actually Mitch. He used to be super buff, and he earned the name Muscle Man, but then he got older and he kind of let himself go, and so now he's just, like, fat and gross, and, again, he's green, so not really sure what that means. Uh, But he lives at the park, and, like I said, he lives in a really gross trailer in the back. He likes to pull pranks, but he doesn't understand the Yo Mama jokes, And so he always gets the punchline wrong, and he says, my mom, instead of your mom. And that's kind of, like, there's an episode where Mordecai and Rigby try to tell him that he's saying the joke wrong, and, like, Muscle Man does not compute, does not understand what's happening. And he thinks that they're making fun of his mom. I don't know, man. Like, he's he's not very smart. But, yeah, he likes to pull pranks and doesn't understand the the, your mom jokes, so he gets it wrong. But that's kind of part of his charm. Muscle Man has a best friend that also works at the park. Uh, his name is High Five Ghost. But most of the time they call him either Fives or sometimes they call him HFG. But that doesn't happen very often. Sometimes if it's HFG, it's because it's written somewhere. Uh, but Fives is one of the weirdest characters as far as animation goes. He literally looks like one of those ghosts from Pac-Man. You know, the little the like ghosts that fly around and chase after you. But he's like animated with like a, like a, a hand on top of his head. Like literally High Five Ghost. Also, sometimes he has actual hands when he's doing stuff, so it's like that hand on the top of his head is supposed to be his hair. I, I don't know. And it's not like he died giving somebody a high five, like he was born as a ghost. There's an episode where we meet his whole family, and they're all ghosts. But we don't really know where Fives lives. I assume that he lives in the trailer with Muscle Man for most of the series, but again, I don't, I don't know. We don't really see Fives a lot outside of the park. Also, fun fact, his voice actor changed from the pilot episode. He had a really weird voice in the pilot episode. And then I feel like he wasn't in the next, like, five or six episodes. And then all of a sudden he came back, and then he was voiced by uh, J.G. Quintel, who's the, the creator of the show. He also voiced... I know he vo- he did Mordecai's voice. I think he might have also done Benson and Pops. I think he did all four of those characters. But they all have very distinct voices, so props to him. Uh, the last of the main cast is the only character that we know for sure doesn't live at the park, and that's Benson, who is the park manager. He's a gumball machine, and he has some real serious anger issues. He also really loves cats, and he's perpetually single. Like, he'll be dating a girl for a few episodes, and then all of a sudden, like, he'll come back, and it's like that, that he was never with that girl. Um, there's a, I think there's an episode where they're having a morning meeting and, like, Mordecai asks if Benson has plans for the weekend or something and Benson says no. And he's like, oh, what about uh, that girl? I don't remember what her name was. And Benson's like, we broke up, like, three weeks ago. Don't you guys remember? I was all sad. And everybody's like, nah, it's, whatever, dude. It just kind of happens. On the surface, Benson seems like he'd be a really dull character, but he's actually, he's had a really cool life. He was a drummer in a band, and he could play this drum solo on a 100, is it a 150-piece kit? I think. 
Uh, and the drum solo is so hard that his spine catches on fire. Like, no one except him has ever survived playing this drum solo, and nobody thinks that he can do it, and he has to prove to everybody that he can play that solo. That's a really cool episode. He's a world champion stick hockey player, and he's been on at least one game show, and now he didn't do well, but he was on a game show. You know, just to be able to be on one is pretty cool. So that's the main cast of characters, and then real quick before I move on, I just want to explain a few other characters that pop in and out over the course of the series. There's going to be a couple that I don't think I'm ever going to mention again, but, you know, just, just to give you kind of the, an idea... Margaret is a girl that works at the local coffee shop, and Mordecai has had a crush on her for forever. Um, the first few seasons of the show, he's way too nervous to make a move, but eventually he does. Oh, spoiler. My fault. Sorry. Should have said that ahead of time, but again, not really spoiling anything. Uh, she's a red bird. I'm not really sure if she's supposed to be a cardinal or whatever, but she's a red bird, so I would just like to throw out that it makes sense for her and Mordecai to be together, because they are both birds. I'm just throwing that out there. We will get to that later. Just let it be known. They make sense together. Eileen is Margaret's best friend and her roommate. She also works at the coffee shop. Oh, this I actually wrote spoiler for. Good for me. Spoiler, she and Rigby end up together at the end, and I can't wait to talk about their relationship because it's so cute. I think Eileen is supposed to be a beaver. Mr. Maylard is Pops' father. He owns the ground that the park is on, and he looks like an older, like, green version of Pops. Maybe not green, but, like, also not really, like, flesh color. He's kind of a weird color, but he looks like an older version of Pops. Starla is Muscle Man's girlfriend and or wife, depending on what, uh, you know, where you are in the series. Not sure how often she's going to come up in this podcast. Actually, spoiler alert, I do know. It's zero times. I talk about her never, but I'm just throwing her in here. Um, she's also green, like Muscle Man. So, again, not sure if she's supposed to be a person, but they were literally made for each other just like Mordecai and Margaret. Again, just throwing that out there. CJ is Mordecai's girlfriend through some of the later seasons. Her full name is Cloudy Jane. She's made of clouds. Uh, when she gets mad or upset, there's usually some sort of weather that accompanies it. Uh, she gets mad at Mordecai in the coffee shop, and I think she turns into like a tornado, and it like rips the coffee shop apart. That's a fun episode. And then the last character that I'm going to introduce is Thomas, who is an intern that they hire at the park for a few seasons. Also, if you watch those episodes, there's some good plot twist that happens after that. Uh, don't ask me what season that is, because I for sure do not remember. I think it's season four when uh, Thomas comes in. But uh, he's, he's a goat. If you think that sounds like a super weird idea for a TV show, I totally agree with you. If you just told me that, it would be super weird. When it first came on Cartoon Network in 2009, I was a freshman in high school, and I wasn't watching it, but my younger brother was. And I'd catch, you know, little bits of it, but I never really sat down and watched a whole episode. That was kind of the age where I was trying to convince myself that cartoons weren't cool, and I thought that I could justify it with anime, but I wasn't even watching much anime. I wasn't really watching anything at that point, except maybe The Secret Life of the American Teenager, and that is a whole different conversation that is not for this podcast. Because one, it's not a cartoon, and two, that show was awful. What were we doing? What were we thinking? Why were our parents letting us watch it? What? Okay, not what this podcast is about. Moving along. I actually just watched this whole series from start to finish last year, and since then I've watched the whole series, I think, two more times, so I've watched a total of three times, and I love it. It's episodic, which makes it super easy to have on in the background while you are, you know, cleaning or whatever. Like, you don't have to be super focused on the TV to really understand what's happening, especially if you've seen it a couple times. Like, you know, you know what's going on. 
I really liked that it was a kid show, but that the main characters were people who were my age. Like, I was 23 the first time that I watched it, and when the series starts out, Mordecai and Rigby are 23. I've tried to get a few of my friends to watch regular show, and it never really seems to stick. Um, even my younger brother, who was into it before I was, doesn't really like it anymore. I think it's hilarious. I love the chemistry between Mordecai and Rigby. Um, I love that it shows Mordecai being super awkward and confused around girls for the first few seasons. Just, like, nervous in general. Um, I love that it shows the bond that you form with your co-workers, that they kind of become your second family, even if you don't mean them to be, just because you're seeing them so often. The thing about regular show is, even though it's episodic, there are some really constant themes and some short story arcs that take place over a couple episodes. Um, one of the best continuing stories through the series, and this happens, um, it happens later, it starts in season four, is the Format Wars. And I have a bonus episode that I recorded uh, going over the entirety of the Format Wars that I plan to release. I plan to release that episode the Wednesday after this podcast releases. So that'll be a special little uh, hump day treat for y'all, if that's something that you're interested in. Um, I don't have time to really unpack all of it in the like main podcast, but it's pretty much exactly how it sounds. The guys get involved in a literal war between competing formats, and that's all I'm going to say for right now. So, regular show is the kind of show that has a little bit of something for everybody. You like Medieval Times? Marvolo the Wizard, Season 7, Episode 30. You like sappy love stories? Skip Story, Season 5, Episode 25. Love meta-commentary about poor toy quality? Brilliant Century Duck Crisis Special, Season 6, Episode 24. That episode is kind of long, and if you're just jumping around, it's not as fun as it is if you've seen previous episodes, but it's still a really fun episode. Um, basically, what's happening in that episode... To there's a toy company, and they're trying to make toys of Mordecai and Rigby. And they, in real life, they made regular show toys, and they were super poor quality, and they looked really weird. So there's like a whole 40-minute episode of regular show about them trying to make toys of Mordecai and Rigby. And Mordecai and Rigby are, like, not going to sell out and not let this crappy toy company make crap toys out of themselves. It's very fun. But again, it's 40 minutes. So I'm just warning you ahead of time. That episode is longer than most. Do you love the 1984 classic film, The Goonies? Then do I have a treat for you. Gamers Never Say Die, Season 6, Episode 19. I love this episode so much, I'm going to do a bonus episode about it. Also, it's going to release roughly 12 hours after this podcast drops, so you are welcome if you happen to be up at roughly 10 p.m. Central Time on a Saturday evening, which I assume most of you are. So I mentioned earlier that I really love the emphasis that they put on the fact that your co-workers become your second family just because you see them so often. And that's one of my favorite aspects of the whole show. The premise of the show is that Mordecai and Rigby just work at the park, but we don't spend every single episode there. There's a few episodes where they all go bowling together. Um, there's an episode where Benson is nominated for an award. They call it the Parky Awards. It's very fun. But he doesn't win. But he like was, like, super confident that he was going to win. He had a whole speech written out. He was so proud to even be nominated for this. And everybody that worked at the park could see how disappointed he was that he didn't win. So they, like, they steal an award. And they drive around town, um, like, basically just like getting drunk and doing a lot of really fun things with this award and then they break back into the uh like civic center or whatever and they get benson up on the stage and they tell him to give his speech that he would have given if he had won the award it's just really cute it's a really sweet episode 
Don't ask me what episode that is, because I for sure didn't write it down, but, you know, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm not giving you guys enough information about all these episodes. I really like this show. Just, I'm hoping that you'll listen to this, and then you'll just want to go watch the whole show for yourself. So, good luck. Um, there's one episode where they all have Thanksgiving together at the park, and I assume that's every year that they do it, but this is not Friends, so there is not a Thanksgiving special every season. It's just one really special episode. That episode is actually probably in my top ten favorite episodes. It is season five, episode twelve. One of the best parts about the Thanksgiving episode is the song. Mordecai and Rigby enter a songwriting contest because they ruined Thanksgiving, and they're trying to win a turducken to replace the turkey that they destroyed. They come in at the last second, and they didn't really have a song until Thomas called and said that their families wouldn't make it in time for dinner, and that gave them the motivation for the song. And it's great. It starts a little bit rocky, but then it gets real good. Seriously, go look it up on YouTube. Just search regular show Thanksgiving song. You won't regret it. It's so good. I think it's good, but again, I really like this show, so I might be I might be a little biased. There aren't a whole lot of original songs in the series, unless you count the little, like, raps that the guys do throughout the show, but I, I don't count those. The only two that I really remember are the Thanksgiving song and the birthday song. Also, side note, when this episode goes up, we'll be about two weeks away from my real-life birthday, and if somebody wanted to make me a little video of them singing the regular show birthday song, that would make me very happy. I would like to petition that we replace the restaurant birthday song with that song, because, again, I think it's really fun, and it's really catchy. I like it a lot. So, like I said, there aren't a whole lot of original songs throughout the show, but they do use a lot of really good music through the show. One of my favorites is towards the end, and okay, this is where we're going to start talking about some of the stuff that happens towards the end of the show. I'm going to go ahead and say spoiler alert, just because I don't want you to get into this and then be like, what? And not understand what's happening. So, this is stuff that's happening towards the end of the show. Yeah, it's episode 22, and there's only like 20 six or 28 episodes in season eight so we're getting real close to the end of the show okay so just letting you know before i continue all right so one of my favorite episodes is towards the end when pops is supposed to be training with earl to take on his ultimate destiny the episode is called no train no gain season eight episode 22 earl has a cassette tape of this really cool training montage music and at first it's really fun and the guys really like it, but then they get tired of hearing it because they hear it they hear it forever and they get really sick of listening to it. So they switch the tape in the boombox one night after everybody goes to sleep so Earl doesn't know. And so they come out the next day and they flick the song on and it's, uh, it's Through the Fire and the Flames by Dragon Force. That song on Guitar Hero that's absolutely impossible to play, at least for me. Like, I, I you know, I couldn't really play any songs past, like, maybe medium in that game, but especially not through the fire and flames. Absolutely not. What's not doing that? So Pops gets sucked into his training montage, but he's doing everything like super fast because the song is really fast paced and nobody can keep up. It's a really fun episode, but the fact that they put this song in it makes it even better. Uh, There's a part where Earl asks how long the song is and Mordecai's like, dude, it's like five and a half minutes. So anyway, that, that episode's really fun. Also, this song just, it gets me amped. And if it doesn't get you amped also, what are you doing? Have you heard this song? It's very good. But I feel like that's very appropriate, getting Pops ready for everything that happens at the end of the series. There's a lot of really good music for the show, and I could really talk about that for days, but I have way more than I want to talk about than just the music. But 
just let it be known that that is one of the best parts of the show. So you'll just have to watch for yourself and find all the great music. Again, sorry, I feel like I should be giving you guys more information about the like episode numbers and all that kind of stuff. This is my first this is my first podcast that I'm recording, but this is like the fifth time that I've re-recorded this episode. I just keep doing it over and over again. There's too much to talk about. And now it's going to be even longer because I just spent like 15 seconds rambling about how long and complicated the series is. Another one of my favorite episodes of this show is the Halloween specials. And I don't want to talk too long about those because I do want to do that as part of my Halloween special uh, block of episodes that I'm going to release. I just wanted to say that those are some really fun episodes. They're called Terror Tales of the Park, and there's a new installment of that every season. I think after season one. I don't think they did one in the first season, but every season after that, there is a Terror Tale episode, and they're they're some of the best episodes. It's usually just everybody at the park telling scary stories. Um, there's one where they're in a in Skips's van, and they're driving to a Halloween party, and they've been driving for forever, so they're trying to tell stories to pass the time. I think that might be the very first Terror Tales episode. Um, and then there's one later where they do a little contest, and whoever tells the worst Halloween story, the worst scary story is what it is, has to wear their Halloween costume until Thanksgiving. And so Thomas loses, obviously, because he's like the butt of all the jokes and he's he's the intern so they I mean they like him but he's also like he's an intern so whatever but he has to wear his pizza costume until Thanksgiving so that also is the same that is season four that is the, mm-mm, season five the same season with the Thanksgiving special is that episode of Terror Tales where Thomas loses the competition and he has to wear his costume until Thanksgiving because in if you're just jumping around then you see that Thanksgiving episode and Thomas is wearing a pizza costume in the airport going to pick everybody's relatives up and it doesn't make sense if you're just skipping around but if you've seen that episode of Terror Tales that happened like four or five episodes before that that all makes sense but anyway that's something that I just wanted to mention and I'm not going to get into it but do look for the Halloween episodes of this podcast where one of the episodes I will be covering Terror Tales because I think I think those are really fun Okay, and I wanted to talk about this at some point, but I didn't really have a clear entry point. Also, I said at the beginning that I wanted to talk about it, but I just want to take a second or several minutes to talk about Rigby and Eileen's relationship because I love them. I think they're the perfect balance. Um, Eileen works at the coffee shop with Margaret, who Mordecai's had a crush on forever, and uh, he eventually makes a move and asks Margaret out. It takes, I can't even remember how long, like three or four seasons of this show before, and it's just Mordecai being like nervous and like, oh, I don't know if I want to talk to her. And And he finally gets up the nerve to talk to Margaret and they start dating. And then Rigby and Eileen start hanging out a little bit more because their best friends are busy and so they're just hanging out together doing whatever and then it's eventually revealed that they are dating um it takes until like season six for the reveal to finally happen so I don't really know at what point in the show they actually start dating because that's not ever really said um I love them together Eileen is super smart and compassionate and Rigby is Rigby He's ultimately super lazy, but the man loves Eileen. He goes back to high school to get his diploma because Eileen found uh, a manifesto that she wrote when she was in, like, seventh grade about all of her goals that she had. And Rigby didn't meet any of her criteria for, like, men that she would end up with later in life. And so he goes back to high school to prove to himself, mostly, but also to Eileen, that he is worth dating. And obviously Eileen already knows that. Like, she picked him. She's, she's, she's good with it. Um... But it's really just to prove to 
it's for Rigby to prove to himself that he's worth being with her. And I, I really appreciate that arc. I think that's really cute. Rigby goes out of his way to prove that he loves Eileen. And their relationship is one of the few things that he actually really puts effort into. And I appreciate that. Character growth. In the epilogue of the show, we learn that Rigby and Eileen go on to get married and have kids together. And it's everything that I wanted. I love them. I ship them so hard. I do not ship Mordecai and the woman that he ends up with at the end, you know, in, in the epilogue. And, okay, I have rewatched this show at least three times. And every time I rewatch this show, I take to Twitter at the end to rant about how upset I am that Mordecai ends up with this girl. So, just, I don't have a timestamp right now, but I'm just letting you know for the next, like, two minutes, I'm just going to rant about Mordecai and this girl that he ended up with. So if you don't want to listen to that skip ahead like two or three minutes. I just need a few moments of your time to rant about why I don't like this relationship. Okay, here we go. I do not ship the woman that Mordecai ends up with at the end of the series. There's an epilogue after everything happens and he like marries this girl who I just don't, I don't get it. So again, I could go on about this for like literal days. I could just be ranting about this. Every time I rewatch the show, I take to Twitter to rant about how upset I am. Um, at the end of the show, Mordecai goes back to art school, and Rigby and Eileen, I assume, move in together. They, like, they're standing outside the park, and they get in two separate cars, and they drive two separate directions. Like, they're going their separate ways after working at the park for forever. Um, but Mordecai ends up going on and becoming a pretty good artist, and then he meets a woman at one of his art shows, and they hit it off. And, like, look, bro, I'm happy that he found somebody that's into art like he is, and it's probably a good thing that he moved on from the girl that he spent all of his 20s pining after. Like, I get it. And and their relationship wasn't perfect. Um, Mordecai and Margaret, their relationship was not perfect, and I get that. But, like, they literally saw into a future where they were happy together and they chose not to pursue it. Like, have you guys ever, like, had two people in your life that you know are supposed to be together, but, like, they won't choose each other? It's very frustrating, especially, like, and, again, this is a cartoon. I know it doesn't matter, but for the sake of the podcast, I'm going to continue on this, this, this rant, okay? All right. So they see into a future where they are happy together and they choose not to pursue that. I would have even been okay if Mordecai and CJ had ended up together, but, like, their relationship always had this underlying issue of CJ not really totally trusting Mordecai when he said that he was over Margaret, and that's fair, because on some level, I think he always did have feelings for her, and maybe for that reason, he decided that it would never work between him and Margaret, so, I mean, whatever. And typing this script kind of helped me process my feelings about this relationship, but I still think that Mordecai and Margaret should have been together, and I don't think that I'm alone in that. That seems to be the general feeling of most people who are fans of this show. Um, not to mention, they are both birds. That just makes sense. Mordecai is a bluebird, and Margaret is a redbird. They could have had really cute purple bird children. But instead, he married some sort of wolf creature. I don't even know what she's supposed to be. And they have some really weird mutant-looking kids. It's just real weird, bro. Why would you design two characters to be why would you design two characters to be together and then not have them be together at the end of the series? Like, if they weren't going to be... Why did Margaret have to be a bird, if that's the case? Margaret could have been any other character, and I feel Margaret could have been any other uh, animal, and I feel like I would have been okay with that. But, nah. She's a bird, and Mordecai's a bird, and it makes sense that they end up together. But, you know, 
Also, Margaret's dad is a person, so, like, uh, I just, I don't know how the logic of this show works, but I feel like if you're two of the same species, you should probably end up together. But, okay, alright, that is the end of my rant. I think I said skip forward three minutes, and I think we're about three minutes ahead of where I said to skip forward to, so hey, if you didn't listen to everything that I just ranted about, it's probably for the best if you didn't listen, because I feel like I was just spewing words and not really making a whole lot of sense. Bless if you stuck through and listened to that whole thing, but also if you didn't, I understand, and welcome back. The very last thing that I wanted to talk about um, is the food of regular show, and this is where I tell you to go watch Binging with Babish. Again, I said it in the intro, but again, go watch, go follow, subscribe. I know that he would appreciate it. I, I'm not affiliated with Babish at all, but, like, you know, I appreciate his work. So go follow him on YouTube. A lot of the times in movies and TV shows, and cartoons especially, food has no business looking as good as it does. Like, do y'all remember the pizza in a Goofy movie? The, the, the cheese? That pizza had no business looking that good. And ugh, if you don't watch that movie, or even just that scene, and immediately want pizza, I don't trust you as a person. Um, also, any food in any Studio Ghibli movie just looks like the best kind of food. Like, even if it's just, like, soup or something. Why did I say soup so quietly? Even <laughs> Any food in any Studio Ghibli movie just looks like the best food. Like, even if it's just a soup, it looks so good. Um, side note, as of right now, I'm not covering any Studio Ghibli movies, mostly because I'm just covering shows, but I might do some Studio Ghibli movies when I do my anime season, which it won't be for a hot minute, but I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing this out here. I have a lot of plans swirling around in my head where I want this podcast to go, but I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that the breakfast food from Howl's Moving Castle, Babish makes that on his show. Y'all, he makes his own bacon, and it looks so good. Okay, I just wanted to mention that because I said Studio Ghibli and then I was talking about Babish, so all that came together. Um, but seriously, go follow him. His voice is so soothing, and he does a really good job recreating food from animated shows. Animated shows especially, but he does... Um, he Okay, I'm going to try not to spend the entire last five minutes of this podcast talking about Babish, but I could. He makes really good food, okay? That's all I'm going to say. Just go watch him on YouTube. One episode of Regular Show is about the guys going to pick up the donuts for the morning meeting, and they end up buying some apple fritters that were double glazed by mistake. And they are so shiny that you can see your reflection in them. And again, okay, food and TV has no business looking that good. I don't even like apple fritters. I mean, I like them, but they're not my first choice if I go out and have a donut. But I want one of those fritters. I want one that I can see my reflection in. They look so good. Another episode is about the guys going to get the every meat burrito, and again, it has no business looking that good because it contains meats that I would never consider eating. Uh, Python, Raven, Puffin, Naked Mole Rat, R.I.P. Rufus, and also there's just like a bunch of other meats. They say a bunch of meats really fast, and I can't ever like process everything that they're saying, and it sounds borderline gross, but by cartoon logic, it looks very tasty. The very last food that I'm going to mention from regular show, uh, because I'm running out of time, is the grilled cheese deluxe, which is arguably the mildest of all the regular show foods, but I just wanted to use this as an opportunity to say that if anybody wanted to open a grilled cheese restaurant like Cheezers, I will be first in line when y'all open, because I love me a good grilled cheese. My roommate and I host a game night. Um, it used to be once a month, but we haven't done one since, like, November for a myriad of reasons. I insist on feeding everybody whenever they're here, because that's just how I was raised. But it's usually really simple. Like, we've done uh, pasta, we've done, most of the time we just order pizza, but, like, y'all are here, I insist on feeding you. 
but by far the favorite meal, mine and everyone else's, I think, that we've done is uh, build your own grilled cheese. And I go out and buy all the cheese and all the, not all the bread. I buy like three different types of bread because most people are just like, I'll slap it on some white bread, bro. I don't care about pumpernickel. I made that mistake one time. I bought pumpernickel bread because I was like, ooh, I bet that'd be really good. And nobody chose pumpernickel for their uh, grilled cheese. So we won't be making that mistake again. But anyway, it's great. And then we eat nothing but grilled cheese for like three days because we have to use all the cheese that I bought because there's only ever like five of us here. And I buy enough grilled cheese fixins to feed like 73 people. Like there is no, there's no reason that we need to have that much cheese. So again, if anybody wants to open a grilled cheese restaurant, just let me know. I want to be there. Is that a thing? Does that already exist? Um, let me know because I love to travel and I love grilled cheese. So if there is a grilled cheese restaurant somewhere, I will travel. As long as you guys have pickles, because I have to have a grilled cheese. Now, some of y'all may fight me on this, but I refuse to eat a grilled cheese sandwich without a pickle. I, I love pickles. I love pickles so much. Okay, this is about regular show. This is not about pickles. I really want a grilled cheese now, by the way. I, I might have to, like stop recording and go make a grilled cheese. So that is going to lead into my closing thought paragraph, which I am really bad at doing. Um, so this is probably going to go on for a really long time and then just kind of end suddenly. I've already said this before, but I've recorded this episode like four different times trying to get it to be everything that I want it to. And I, I think this so far has been my favorite recording of this episode. So anyway, I hope you guys really enjoyed it. There's going to be a lot of like parts where I cut and edit around me like laughing or stopping or uh, saying words wrong. So I hope that it I hope that it comes out and that it is everything that I want it to be because at, at this point, we're like two weeks away from this episode dropping and I still haven't made like the final recording. I just keep re editing and re recording. So I hope, <laughs> I hope this turns out the way that I want it to. And I hope it turns out to be something that you really enjoy listening to and that you want to share with your friends and tell them that, I don't know, tell them that it's fun. Tell them that I'm fun. Because I am. I promise in real life I'm fun. And I will be much better when I have, like, a guest star that I can play off of. I'm much better in, like, group scenarios than I am by myself. So, I mean, I assume the majority of you that are listening listening to this first episode are like my friends that I've been like, hey, listen to my podcast. So hello, if you're out there. And if you're, you know, if you're somebody that doesn't know me, also hello. I love to make new friends. So that pretty much wraps up my thoughts on regular show. Um, is this a show that you watched or is it something that you're going to watch after listening to this? Let me know. Again, I hope that you enjoyed listening. Um, stay tuned for some bonus episodes about regular show. One will release later tonight after this episode drops, and then the second one will go up on Wednesday. And then next week, we will talk about The Hollow, which is my favorite cartoon right now, and I'm super excited to talk to you about that. So hopefully, I will see you next week. And until then, happy Saturday. Or, you know, whatever day it is. I mostly record and release these on Saturday, so it will always be Saturday for me. But happy whatever, and stay safe.